Today on the Diz List, we count down the top five best rides at the Magic Kingdom. Welcome to the Diz List, the podcast that ranks everything in Walt Disney World. I'm Nick. And I'm Rob. Today we count down the top five best rides at the Magic Kingdom. But before we get to the show, Rob, what are we looking forward to in this next week? Well, uh, this next week we're going to be uh, taking a trip to Walt Disney World. And uh, we're going to be going together uh, for the first time. Uh, our two families are going to be traveling together. I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, I can't tell you how excited I am, and I know my whole family is really excited. We're going to be staying at the at the wonderful Polynesian Village Resort. Which you've stayed at before, but I've never actually stayed at the Polynesian before. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a DVC owner there, and I absolutely love it. Uh, the view of the, of the castle, when you walk in, you see Cinderella's castle from the lobby. doesn't get much better than that. That's true. We um, when Last time we were at Disney World, we, we got a, a reservation at Ohana for breakfast, which was fantastic. But it was a little different because it was kind of post-COVID. Uh, you didn't get to see any of the characters. Now, which characters were there previously? So when we went for breakfast, we were able to see Stitch and Lilo. And then uh, they also had, after you could meet, uh, I believe it was Pluto. They had Pluto there. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I, I'm pretty positive it was Pluto out in the lobby, like as, after you left, almost like uh, like the the photo op that they have over at Storybook Dining with the Evil Queen. Now, when I was really little, my family went there for a, a breakfast, and I remember uh, visiting all the characters. and There's there's photos of me with with a lay around my neck with. Um, couple different characters i think one of them was tigger i think uh there were the two villains from pinocchio i can't think of their names off the top of my head but uh they were there too um yeah that's i mean when we went that was one of the best um dining experiences we had and then we were actually able to eat dinner there this last trip we went which we were unable to do the prior time that dinner uh, that experience is just very very good the 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 phenomenal thing that we actually had happen is we ran into, and this is a, an interesting day because today the volume two of Stranger Things came out, but uh, Gaten was eating at the table next to us, which was very interesting. You said the the people next to you or, or tipped you off to this, or was it the waiter? The waiter said, I can neither confirm nor deny that there is a famous person eating next to you. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. <laughs> so yeah we're looking forward to, to staying at the polynesian it's such a beautiful place i love the fact that we're actually going to be on seven seas lagoon and we're going to be on the monorail line so if we go over to the parks either epcot or magic kingdom decide you know maybe it's a uh, 150 degree day and we're, we want to swim or a snack we can go back take a break and then come back over um, we both have younger kids uh, kind of mixed ages so uh, they're probably going to want to swim, and they're going to probably want to take a break in the middle of the day. And honestly, even though that pool can get slammed at times, the quiet pool over by the DVC Villas is definitely um, a little bit quieter. And, and, of course, it's called the quiet pool for a reason, but it's it's one that is an enjoyable experience as well. Now, there's only two pools there. Did they ever have three? They've never had three, to my knowledge. Um, I know they're going to be adding another pool when they build the new tower. I personally am looking forward to it. I know a lot of people have been giving it lots of hate online, but I'm looking forward to it. I wonder if they're going to have that pool open 
only for the DVC guests, or if that'll be open to anyone who's staying at the Polynesian? I'm not sure. It could go Bay Lake Tower uh, style, where you know the DVC pool is the DVC pool. Um, but I certainly hope that they don't do that. Yeah, you're right. When there's a lot of people who are, it's sort of a polarizing thing when you're you're adding new uh, new. I guess rooms to the Polynesian. They're calling it the the Polynay Inn. Have you heard that online? Anyway? I have heard that the Polynay Inn. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've, I've saw that one. Yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Who knows? It could come out looking amazing. It just reminds me of the plans that they used for. I think it's called Reflections. I think that was going to be the other DVC resort they were going to do. Is that what it was called? Yeah, it was called Reflections, and and I believe the reason that they didn't end up going forward was they found some problems with the land um, that they were going to build on. But I don't care that the plans look like that. I'm looking at it as hopefully it means that my DVC points will allow me to stay in something other than a studio. The studios are great at Poly, but man, I'd love to have a one-bedroom option. That would be nice. I mean, you save up enough points or you buy enough points, you can really have a great time and uh, your family would really enjoy a one-bedroom, I'm sure. Absolutely. Having the kit, the full kitchen is is key. Hey, you know, since we're staying at a Magic Kingdom resort, we kind of thought... What better way to kick off this podcast than to do Magic Kingdom rides? So we're going to do the top five best rides at the Magic Kingdom, the original park, 50th year. I'm excited to go through this. We might make some people angry, but that's okay. Yeah, you may not agree with our list, and um, I'm definitely biased with a couple of my picks. You know, a lot of nostalgia built in. Listen along. If you want to argue, feel free. Post on social media and join right in. All right, um, who gets to go first? Do we flip a coin, or how, how are we going to do this here? Well, I think I think that what I'll do is, since since I'm newer to the Disney game, you've been you've been an addict a lot longer than I have been. Yeah, I think this trip is going to be my 20... Oh, ironically, it's 2022. I think it's going to be my 22nd time to Disney World. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, I am not as, as seasoned, so I will say that I think you should go first, because this is actually only my third time, but I've packed a lot into those third... Those three times. Yes, and I, I, you're like me, where you you're so into it that you're you're watching YouTube and listening to podcasts year round. So if you're listening to this, you're probably a Disney nut like we are. So we're all in good company here. So I'm going to start with number five, and and my number five is actually one that is a nostalgia ride, means a lot to me, and uh, it's changed through the years. This particular ride, um, but I'm going to give number five slot to the Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, some people will say Caribbean, but I'm going to give it to Pirates of the Caribbean. Now, it, it kind of has an interesting history with the, the Florida parks. I mean, originally this ride was in Disneyland. It's much longer in Disneyland, but they weren't sure. The Walt Disney Company wasn't too sure whether or not they wanted a Pirates of the Caribbean ride in Orlando, which is so close actually to the Caribbean or the Caribbean. So they weren't really sure if it was going to work. Well, we know now that it absolutely did. So uh, a couple other reasons why um, this ride means so much to me. When I was younger, the ride was a little bit different. When you started, uh, what you would do is you would kind of go into this dark area and you'd look up and you'd see this skull and the skull would be talking to you and everyone would be looking up and looking at this skull, which would talk, had a pirate hat on it, a patch over its eye. And as you're looking up, you were tricked because you weren't looking ahead. And then there was a, a pretty big drop. Now I may be wrong and feel free to weigh in folks online, but I'm pretty sure that that original drop was a whole lot steeper than it is now. Or maybe you were a whole lot shorter and a whole lot smaller, which is entirely possible. Things seem enormous. And then you grow up and you're like, Oh, I guess it's not. 
But uh, they've made changes through the years. They added Captain Jack Sparrow to the ride, which is fine. Um, Walt Disney himself uh, said that this is not a museum and it's ever-growing and ever-changing. So um, the whole ride switch where they added Red the Pirate in there, totally fine. Look, I don't own Walt Disney World. I wish I did, but I don't. They can do whatever they want to the ride, and it's, it's my job to just sit and enjoy it and enjoy the changes as they go. So my number five is going to be Pirates of the Caribbean. Any thoughts on that, Nick? Um, you're probably going to hear me talk about Pirates a little bit later because I, I actually have it on my list. But you're not going to hear it at number five. Um, although, interestingly enough, you, you kind of segued right to me when you mentioned that, you know, it's not a museum and things can change. And my number five is something that's going to have a big change. In fact, we just found out the new name of this new ride. Currently, it's Splash Mountain. It's going to be Tiana and the Bayou Adventure, which I'm not sure I'm sold on the, on the name change. I think it would be better with Splash Mountain, a Bayou Adventure. But That would but, be nice. But, hey, I'm all about it. I'm fine. I know there's a lot of hate online about the change in general. I personally think it's a good idea to change it. Yeah, um, that's the side I'm on. Yeah. I've got to tell you, Splash Mountain, for me, is the best log ride in the world. Yep. Um, the reality is almost every theme park has some form of a flume ride or a log ride. And I don't know that there's a single one that can compete with Splash. It's long. Uh, the, the story that gets told throughout it, um, which is going to be changing, obviously. They they have a lot of time for development of the story throughout it. Um, you know, it's going to be great after the refurb. And honestly, the only reason that it's not higher on my list is because when I re- when I ride Splash, I know exactly what, where I have to go after that. I've got to go back to my hotel room because I am soaked, and I'm not I'm not a fan of being soaked in the parks. <laughs> if it were if it were uh, if it weren't for that, I think I'd have this way higher on my list. But that's the main reason why mine is not why I don't have it higher. How about how about you? What do you think about that? Uh, I have a couple things to to share about this as well, but you may or may not see this show up later (laughs) in my list. So number four for me is um, one that I I feel like would be number two and number one on on many listeners' lists. If you sort of have one in your head right now and you've already picked your number two or your number one, it might be this one. Now, this one's kind of an interesting one for me because of where it is in the park. It's kind of the the center of the park. It's kind of the heart of of everything other than the the castle at this point in New Fantasyland. And my, my number four is going to be Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. But a lot of people like to put that as number one. It's a a favorite ride. Now, some of the reasons why I put it at four is a few things. Uh, Number one is because it's a very fast ride. It's over very quickly. For me, I'd like rides to go a little bit longer. Um, The reason it is one of my favorites, some of the positives are the animatronics inside with the seven dwarves are absolutely amazing. But they're still not my favorite animatronic in that ride. My favorite is the witch at the very end. That might be the best in all of... Uh, Magic Kingdom. Yes, true. If you were to say all of Walt Disney World, no, I would no, argue no. no. That's for another episode. But yeah, the the witch is frightening. It's just such a cool ride. Now, one time uh, we finished the ride and we came around the end and we were kind of waiting over there by 
by the witch and our we were parked for a decent amount of time and I didn't start this. You're going to you're not going to believe me, but what happened is somebody started rocking from left to right. Now those carts, I, I guess I didn't realize that they can kind of teeter and tip. Yeah, they sway. They, they sway, sway back and forth. So a whole group of us, we all kind of joined in. We're all laughing and participating. We all just started swinging every cart. Every person did it. It was kind of fun. We did that at the end. But I guess the reason why it's four, uh, another um, negative is because the line is is always an average of like 60 to 90 minutes you know, give or take. You got a race right there to get on it. Um, back when Fast Pass existed, that was really great if you knew you had one of those. Hopefully, Genie Plus um, will be able to help out or buy an individual Lightning Lane. Now, using all these terms, who knows? These all could be antiquated terms in another year. But if you're listening uh, right now, you probably know what we're talking about at this point. Anyway, so, number four Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. Now, number four for me is actually a revisit of year number five, Pirates. Um, I really think that that this is just a great ride all around. Um, it, you know, it's nothing says quintessential Disney quite like Pirates of the Caribbean, really. You know, I you think about all the rides they have that are based on IP. This is a ride that turned into a movie, not the other way around. And, and yeah, you know, you've got Jungle Book now that did that, but... It's not the same. This was just a little bit more organic, and I feel like the ride itself is just phenomenal. Um, I love a good dark ride. That's a great dark ride. The smells on that ride, um, you know, we 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 can sense it in other places. We you know we were just at a place, uh, Rob and I, and walking by these water fountains, and you could smell that bromine. Oh yeah, and it was like. Oh my gosh, are we at pirates? Like it, it burns into your memory exactly where you were when you smelled that. Right away. Yeah, and it's just a great ride. I think the other thing I would say is it's a good ride for the entire family. Um, because it does have those drops that it's kind of thrilling for a kid who maybe isn't ready for a seven dwarves. Um, but it you know, it also has those animatronics that are just great. Uh, all around, I just think pirates is a is a wonderful ride. I was thinking about the other day how how similar it is to uh, the Frozen ride because the Frozen ride has a similar drop. So, and the Frozen ride obviously is it's um, aimed towards kids. I think I don't know. I rarely see kids coming off there in tears and and super scared. So, yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think it's a good ride for for all ages, the whole family. My goal is to be there for when they have a Hollow uh, the Halloween overlay. I was there for um, last year the Halloween bash. Uh, but it wasn't an it was a after hours event, so it wasn't the same as what they do with their Mickey's not so scary. Um, but you know, I've heard they sometimes put live actors in there during the Halloween overlay. I don't know if that's always something they do, but they didn't but do it, that during Boobash when you were there. They did not do that during, during Boobash. They didn't do any overlays during Boobash, which I thought was a, a missed opportunity. But I understand. I mean, with COVID, it was more of a of a um, abbreviated experience. So yeah, my number four is Pirates. So that leads me to number three, which we talked about a little bit earlier, and I um, actually have some some stats that are interesting for this ride. Now, this ride, um, as far as I know, it, this ride has a clone in Disneyland, and they're going to be updating both, and it's it's Splash Mountain. Uh, a couple things about this ride that, that I thought were really interesting. Um, the duration of this ride is probably one of the, the longest in the Magic Kingdom. And uh, I looked it up here, and it's 11 minutes and 45 seconds. Can you believe that? That's a long ride. That is a long ride. 
And your top speed on Splash Mountain is 45 miles per hour. I would never drive. have guessed that. Yeah, 45 miles per hour. Yeah, what an interesting, interesting ride. Now, I love how it is now, and I completely understand and accept the change, and I think it's a good thing for, for everyone to make this change and to kind of disassociate with the film that it was um, tied to previously. Now, I'm wondering that at the very end of the ride, and I know you've gone on it, so you know what I'm talking about, is you'll see there's a big riverboat and there's a, a bunch of characters dancing. Now, that originally is from an attraction called America Sings, and they just repurposed all of those characters. I wonder how much of this ride is going to be repurposed and used again in this new uh, Tiana ride. Well, Do you think any of it will be? Oh, I think that boat totally will be, because if you remember at the end of the movie, you know, they're playing they're playing down on the bayou, and, and you know, I think that that is a very good point to make, is that they are going to be able to flip this ride a lot quicker than other refurbs and other redos and you know that's evident by the fact that they're saying look this is coming late 2024 um so i, I really believe that they're going to be able to move quickly on this and, and so i'm i'm excited for it do you have any idea when it closes i mean i'm assuming next week we'll be able to take our last ride but yeah I, you know i'm hearing everything from you know that later this summer they're waiting for tron to open and then they're going to close it because it's you know they want to eat up some people right i could also see them uh, if they know how quickly they can do it, they could do some of that outside stuff. We've already seen some changes with the paint colors. Yeah, they're um, for those of you who don't know, they they took it, they took um, the left side and they've painted it more of a kind of a like a, a darker mud than than yeah. like that, than like that clayish color. It's that like coffee clay. with cream. Yeah. So yeah. coffee with a lot of cream is the yeah. color you're going to get. The the original color had more of that red. They call it Georgia clay. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you can see, and I'm really looking forward to seeing it next week, is looking at the two different colors. Um, Even the texture of the grass. Yes, they did. They changed the grass, and it, it lays differently. Yeah. It's less um, sharp. It's less, like, um, I guess... Uh, yeah, sharp, I think. Yeah, it's not upright. It's, no, no. It's, it's certainly more of a, of a like a ground-crawling kind of swampy look to it. So I think they're already kind of doing stuff. And so I wonder. They, I mean, maybe they'll change. Maybe they'll just take it down for refurb or not refurb down when they normally do so they take it down you know once a year anyway as a water ride and they clean it out and and you know people aren't necessarily wanting to ride that if it's like 40 degrees out not that it gets that cold all the time but there are certainly some cold days there in the winter so when they take it down i wonder if they take it down this time for that and they don't reopen it next summer at all i bet you're right um they'll take it down clean it out and uh, go from there yeah all right you're number three so my number three is probably the only ride longer than that. Hmm. Oh, people mover. The people mover. Great people choice. mover. I absolutely love this ride. I think it's overlooked. Um, I think I love people watching, right? And I don't think there's a better place on the planet to people watch than Walt Disney World. And there's not a better vantage point of that people watching, uh, or to have the ability of that people watching than on the people mover. I think it's a it's a great ride. I like. Um, Going through Space Mountain, um, my dream is to like go through one day when the lights are on. They're doing doing some work in there. Um, I also, it's the only ride that I'm aware of at Walt Disney World that you can eat on. So you can go get your get a snack. You can get your your Mickey bar. You can get a burger or whatever at Cosmic Rays, and you can actually eat on the people. Oh my God! I never even thought of that. Yeah, I mean how and it's classic, right? And it's it's something that Walt. You know, 
really envisioned being something that was a, a real possibility uh, is that pe this would move people around a city it's just so cool and i heard today that they changed the the voiceover i heard that too i didn't listen yet i just heard that yeah, they, i haven't they heard made it a change but... to that and they made a change to the final scene of uh I, I, saw some, Progress. I saw some pictures of that yeah huh. well, interesting I, i'm gonna wait till next week yeah. i'm gonna be surprised <laughs> Um, but definitely you gave me an idea. We're going to mobile order at Cosmic Rays, <laughs> grab our food, and we're going to take a ride. Yeah, eat a foot long on the longest ride. Might as well. All right. That's <laughs> line number three is the people mover. <laughs> That's awesome. That is great. Now, uh, my number two is, um, it's tough. Um, my number two, my number two and my number one could be interchanged, but um, I'll, when I get to number one, I'll explain why, which is which. My number two is probably a favorite of our families. We love it. It's another ride that is very, very long. Uh, I believe that there are two or three different times that this particular ride takes you up and drops you down again. And this ride is going to be big Thunder Mountain Railroad. I love Thunder Mountain Railroad so much. Um, one of my favorite memories on Thunder Mountain was from three years ago, we went um, with our family and we were um, sitting towards the back of the train. It was me and my wife and my two kids. And uh, we actually have this on, on video. Um, we've watched it back a few times and we're going, you know, really, really fast. And I got my camera out and I'm filming and somebody in the first or second row, their hat goes flying off and nope. you see it come off their head and it starts flying um, towards us. My daughter reaches up and bang, she snatches it out of the air. How have I never heard this story oh, it's before? great. I'll have to show it to you. She snatches it right out of the air. And uh, when the ride was over, this guy's like putting his hand on his head and looking around and we're like, got it right here and handed it to the guy. What so, are the chances that that happens? And, and we had it on video too. Just she just grabbed it. It's pretty cool. Um, some of my favorite things about this ride, I love seeing uh, the animals kind of looking around and, and going through the dinosaur. Uh, I always have kind of an inside joke with my family because we've been there so many times. When we come around and we know we're going to go through the dinosaur, I'll turn to whoever I'm sitting with and go, you know what would be cool if there was a dinosaur? And then we go right through the dinosaur. Uh, I love the bats um, at the beginning of the ride. I love how loud it is. Like you can just feel how loud when you're going up that first climb and it's just going clack, 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 clack. And it's, the, you know, just the suspense is building. So much fun. Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, uh, one of my favorites. That's a great, that's a great one. It really is. Um, my number two is actually another one we've already talked about tonight. Um, Seven Dwarves. Um, you know, I put it a little higher than you did. I think it's probably because it's the one ride that, that my son and I rode on over and over and over again our first year we went. Um, you know, the first year we went, we decided we were going to do the the all-in-one. We're doing it one time big, and, and somebody by the name of Rob said to me, <laughs> no way, you are not, you're going to go, you're going to love it, and you're going to end up becoming addicted. Uh, and he was right, and a big part of why that is is Seven Dwarfs. You know, my son and I were able to ride it, I, I'm not kidding you, in a 10-day trip, we rode it seven times. Wow. Seven times on Seven Dwarfs. We had we had um, fast passes for three of the rides. We rope dropped it twice, and then we rode it at the end of the night a couple times when, when my daughter didn't want to go on it. She wasn't, at that time, a fan of the, the whole um, roller coaster thing. And I've got to say, a big part of the reason I like this is that it's one of the best cues in the park and that it uses old-school Disney IP. Yes. It, it is not newer stuff. Not, and I like new stuff. Don't get me wrong. I'm, 
I'm not hating on Frozen. I'm not hating on those things. But this is old school Disney. And that animatronic, you took it out of my mouth, you know, when you said it. That animatronic at the end is just absolutely amazing. It is. That it's, witch it's knocking on the door. I love it. Well, that witch knocking on the door is the reason that my daughter wouldn't go on the ride again afterward. I mean, now she's good, but that, <laughs> that, that trip, she would not go back on it. So, yeah, number two for me is Seven Dwarves Mine Train. That's a great choice. Yeah, and that can really go anywhere on anybody's list for a multitude of reasons. So um, my number one actually transitions really well because when you look at the witch at the end of the ride, completely frightening, really, really, really scary. But it's also one of my favorite things at this park. And my number one, and this is totally 100% nostalgia for me, is I absolutely love the Haunted Mansion. It has always been my favorite ride my entire life. There is not a time where we go to Magic Kingdom where I don't ride it at least two times. I would ride it more, but um, some members in my family don't love it as much as I do. They will go on it, and they they deal with it, and they know how much I love the ride. It's just such a special thing to me. Uh, I bought a Haunted Mansion book. I've read all about it. Uh, it's just so interesting to me that, that the way that this worked out. Now, and just a little interesting fact about it is... If you've ever been on the ride before, um, when you're waiting in the queue, you walk into this giant room that's maybe, you know, maybe two stories, three stories high. And there's these giant paintings. And they call it the stretching room because these paintings look like they start to stretch. Now, an interesting thing, in, in Walt Disney World, they decided to keep the same format as Disneyland. But the reason they did that in Disneyland is there's actually an elevator that takes you down underneath the Walt Disney Railroad. So you would get in the room. It looked like the pictures were stretching, but you're actually going down in this elevator. And then they open the door and you go under the railroad track. But this gag was so successful that when they decided to open up Walt Disney World in 1971, that they decided to keep that, even though you're not actually going down, the ceiling is just merely going up. So... Um, it's then, a, that's a great part of the ride, though. It really it is. is. It is. And and the narration is, is frightening. I always thought it was Vincent Price, and it's, it's not Vincent Price. But um, one of the other things that means so much to me, and this is also something that um, it's another reason why I, I like Pirates, too, is the music. The music is such an important thing for me for these rides. Um, they're earworms. Earworms are something that gets stuck in your head for the rest of the day. There's so many different rides at Walt Disney World that have such important music to me that, that means a lot to me. Uh, there's, a, there's a gentleman who actually is one of the main vocalists on the, the actual song for um, uh, Grim Grinning Ghosts. His name is Thurl Ravenscroft. He also sings. Yep. You'd hear his voice in Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean. So when you hear that really deep voice, uh, that's Thurl Ravenscroft. So I love do you know? Do you know what else? Uh, the Grinch. Yes, the Grinch. The Grinch. Yeah, those are his three most most famous. Uh, it's pretty pretty cool. So my favorite thing to do, hands down, um, probably in all of Walt Disney World. Period, uh, is is definitely the Haunted Mansion because yeah. it's such an important thing my whole life. It's always been my favorite. I've loved scary movies. I've just always had such an interest in that because it's a nice balance. It's a balance between fear and humor. Well, it's and a it's, great, it's just a great attraction. It really, it truly is. It is all around. You know, and I forgot, I'm going to go back and correct myself earlier in the episode. I said they didn't do any Halloween overlays. Um, Haunted Mansion was the only one that I recall did get their traditional, Live actors outside, yes, um, and they were they were 
basically harassing the uh, the guests as they were as they were showing up, um, you know, and then doing some singing and and telling some jokes and talking, interacting with the guests. That was a pretty cool moment when we were able to do that last year. Yeah, yeah that's a great pick. I'd like to do Boobash or um, what's the other one called? Mickey's Boobash? not so scary. Right, Mickey's not so scary. I think they're transitioning back to. They that. are. They are. Okay. All right. So mm-hmm. let's hear your number one. So my number one is a ride that um, initially on our first trip, it was the only ride we were going to miss out on. Um, we had a fast pass for it and it broke down and we weren't able to go on it. But the next morning, and this was before the days of, um, you had to have park reservations. So, you know, we could, we changed it up the next morning and decided with Cooper, I'm going to go in, we're going to ride the wildest ride in the wilderness. So we went over and it was like a man day, right? We just went over and then, uh, I got him a pop tart so he could eat on the way. Cause I was like, we got to get over there and rope drop this. You know, you probably don't need to rope drop big thunder, but, oh, I would. but, but we, we got over there as soon as we could. Um, and I personally think it's the king of all the mountains. You know, I think it's, it's the mountain. Um, I think that it's a great mix between seven dwarves and Everest. So it's what I mean by that is that the Everest um, thrill level is probably one of the highest in the parks. Um, and then the Seven Dwarves theming is probably the best, in my opinion, theming on a roller coaster. Definitely. Um, and so I think it's a good mix between the two because you do have a lot of good theming. The queue is great. And, you know, it reminds me of an old school wooden roller coaster that I grew up going to in the theme car- theme parks in the Northeast where they're, you know, you had these old wooden roller coasters, and when you're going up that hill, that clack, clack, clack. Oh, I mean, it, it's, it's just... iconic. And, and it just feels different. And and I don't know. Plus the view, like, is there a better view on any roller coaster? I don't know if there is. I mean, that view on that roller coaster, you can see the castle. If you're on that roller coaster during fireworks, you can see fire... I know, I know you can do that in Splash, too, but... Yeah, but, I did that on Splash Mountain. That was but great. I'm telling you, I, it is it is my top ride. It's, it's the one that I will not ever miss. I will... I will drag my son out of bed at 7 a.m. with a Pop-Tart and say, we're going to Big Thunder. Um, and, you know, and it's my daughter's favorite now, too. So And it's, it's my cool. daughter's favorite, too. It is, yeah. Okay, well, then we got to rope drop it. <laughs> yeah, we, I guess okay. we have to rope drop it next I, I think the plans have been made. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that concludes our first list, Rob. Can you believe it? We, we've been talking about doing this show for a while. Yeah. And, and I know that our wives kind of thought we were joking. And then we like made an Instagram, and they were like, "Wait, you guys are for real?" Yeah, yeah. We started buying equipment and <laughs> uh, writing theme songs, and spending way too much time writing the theme songs and changing it. And yeah, so um, I, this is good. I hope everyone enjoyed listening. Um, I'm sure your list was different than ours. And uh, contact us. Let us know what your top five is. We're really interested. I'm sure it's different, but that's what the beauty of Walt Disney World. Everyone has their own uh, individual things that they like and that they love. Yeah, you can you can contact us on Twitter or on Instagram at DizListPod. Um, so you know, follow us, right? See what we because sometimes we're right now we're doing a giveaway, sticker giveaway. Um, so yeah, yeah, thank you so much. Well, guys, it is a great, big, beautiful tomorrow, and tomorrow is just a list away. And tune in next time, and we'll see you real soon.